Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I didn't watch every inning of the four games between the Yankees and the Rays at Yankee Stadium this weekend, but I watched a lot of it. And the ones that I did watch, and even like during Mother's Day, I was, yes, sneaking a peek at my phone because I wanted to see what was going on stressful like dramatic those were the most seesaw high scoring at times uh frustrating games uh, probably for both sides depending on which team you rooted for what a series man what a series to have uh, this time of year you know it's still middle of may and now now the rays lead the series the season series four games to three they managed to, to salvage a split where they could have either won three out of four or easily lost three out of four. And it was it, they were high scoring. The balls were flying out of Yankee Stadium as they, as they are wont to do in the summertime. It was high drama, Steve. I, I mean, this was, this was an entertaining series no matter which team you rooted for. It didn't feel like a playoff series, but this was definitely a late August, early September mm, feel to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like, you know, I, I think, look, for the, the Yankees, it was a measuring stick. You know, they weren't happy that they lost two or three in at Tropicana Field last weekend, and Garrett Cole blew a 6 nothing lead. Yeah. I think for the Rays, it was kind of a measuring stick. And maybe even from some of the comments from WFAN as they're cheating, and apparently Taylor Wall still cheating because he had a grand slam today. Clearly. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some of that Zach Eflin, Eflin even, you know, referenced that a little bit in his postgame. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just it, – these teams don't like each other. Yeah, add all this up. And, and it, right. it had a late-season feel to it. Like I said, it wasn't quite playoff yet. Right. But, you know, the Rays also knew, look, you take three or four a sweep this series, you really put the Yankees way back. That's true. Um, yeah. You know, so there's – and the Yankees couldn't afford that either. And then they get blown yeah. out game one of the series, eight to two. And you come back, and the, the part for the Rays that's worrisome of this – and look, splitting a series in New York in May is not worrisome. You'll take two. You'll take two out of four in a four-game series in New York any time during a season. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not a problem. You had huge leads for Shane McClanahan and Zach Eflin. Exactly six runs for McClanahan. You three nothing with Eflin, and you blew those leads. Mm-hmm. Now you came back and won on Sunday, but right. when your starters right. are blowing, when, when your top two starters are blowing leads, these guys aren't supposed to do that. Right. You know what. Uh, McClanahan was what twenty two and nothing when he had four runs of support or more in his career. Well, it's twenty two right. and one now. Well, although I guess technically he didn't take the loss, but that you know you get big leads with those guys. It's supposed to be lock it down, and not right. only did they not lock it down, but the bullpen was definitely not locked down in this series at all. Yeah, well, I mean the bullpen's an issue, and we can get into that in a minute. I, exactly what you said last, if you remember, a week earlier. On a Sunday, it was Garrett Cole who had a six to nothing mm-hmm. lead mm-hmm. over the, over the Tampa Bay Rays. He also got a no decision in that game, but the Rays came back and won it. Um, I want to say that game was eight to seven, and and you know they they flipped the script. They completely flipped the script on the Rays. Ace. 
And and for all the good things that Shane McClanahan has done this year, um, there's an obvious fault right now, and that is he's walking way, way too many batters. 24 you and know? 50 innings. Yeah, you just, I mean, you just can't live there, right? Like, you just mm-hmm. can't. That's when the home run becomes a two-run homer or a three-run homer because you've got guys on base every single inning. And he's, he's you know, he's got an edge to him. He, he's a perfectionist. He knows what he's doing is not good enough, even though he had come into the game, what, 7-0 and with a really good ERA, and they had won all, every game he had pitched until then. But you're right. You can't, you can't lose games like that that you have big leads. And, you know, they lost two of them you know, in, in this series. I think that, you know, when you when you see the Rays, and for, forever this team has been about what? Pitching and defense. The defense is still very, very good. Make no mistake about it. They're, they're a good defense. They, they don't have issues there, and, they, and they, they shouldn't so long as most of their players stay healthy. But when pitching, starting pitching in particular, doesn't carry them, that's a problem. And, and I think this bullpen – has has been questionable at best all year long. Look, they don't have the arms that that we're used to seeing uh, in the Rays bullpen. When back when when Kevin Cash, what was it used to say? We have we got our own stable of what? Yeah, ninety eighters, ninety eighters, right? <laughs> exactly, and and they don't anymore. That's the thing. Um, and I know Pete Fairbanks. You know whatever he has of late, in addition to the loss of feeling in his fingers in cold weather. He's supposed to come back and, and be available on Tuesday, which is great if, if it's true. But I don't know how much faith I would have in him, especially if he has this issue. And we're, we're planning on playing a lot of games in October and possibly back up north, maybe even in Yankee Stadium. I mean, you just don't know how things are going to turn out four and a half months from now. So, you know, they're using rule full five guys, right? They're using dudes that they're taking off of the waiver wires that has been DFA'd by the White Sox. Like, this is not typical. And and it's not as if, you know, used to have the old Durham, Durham shuttle, right? Like, there was guys on the mm-hmm. farm that could be starting in the majors, and you bring them up, and maybe they, they help you in the bullpen, and maybe they go back down and back and forth. Those guys aren't around much anymore. So I I think it's a concern, and it's too bad because this team can really hit, you know, and – WFAN notwithstanding, like these dudes just hand the baton. I mean, Taylor Walls, how many home was he got? Eight now? I think he's got eight home runs. Uh, Damn near hit for the cycle again. Is it nine? He's got seven. He's got seven. Seven. Okay. It's seven. Um, But in a limited number of bats, because he's not playing every day, Mm -hmm. most most days, but not every day. He's only played about uh, three quarters of the games. Yeah. There you go. And and still, he's been phenomenal both offensively and defensively. They're still playing good defense. You know, Randy's still hitting all their stars with the exception of one guy. And and listen, I keep hearing, you know, when I was hosting like the postgame a week ago, Brandon Lau was struggling. He's still struggling. And there's a couple of things, like for all the great things Kevin Cash does, and he's two-time manager of the year and forgotten more baseball than I'll ever know probably. But I'm... I get with sticking with the player. I get with not giving up on on Brandon Lau because of what you know he's capable of doing and carrying you for a solid month. He's proven he can do that. But I don't know that I'm batting him clean up. Okay? And I don't know that in the one game, um, 
that they wound up losing and giving away a big lead. And you mentioned this before we came on the podcast. You know, they they wound up pinch hitting for Josh Lowe, who had had a hell of a of a series, including a home run in that game. But Brandon Lau led off that inning and and mm-hmm. you know the ninth inning and made it out. Seems to me if you're going to put Margot up to pinch hit for a left hander, it should have been against the guy who's ice cold instead of a guy who's having one hell of a series, left handed or not. So there's there's ways to kind of look at this and kind of question things, but. I don't. I think it, look the way Taylor Walls is playing, he has to be in the lineup. Uh, and, and there's a lot of places you can play him now. Yandy Diaz has a bit of a groin injury that might necessitate some some switching around, um, where it's going to get somebody in the game. I know. Day, I know. There, he's going for an MRI, and yeah. he slipped off third base as he ran to third. And, and I've done, I've what, done wor- that what worries me, well, and, and look, it's not that he did that. What worries me is he said, oh, I've been dealing with something for a little while now. This just made it worse. And that means, yeah, that's, that usually that's means the- he's on the IL for three, four weeks now. Ugh. I mean, I, we'll see. I mean, there's going to be an MRI. It's an off day on Monday, so we're not going to know anything till Tuesday. But So he aggravated a, a current injury that he's been struggling with, basically. Yeah. Mm. That's never good. But, yeah, I, I didn't understand. It was Friday night that Brendan Lau let off the ninth inning, you're, and you need a run. You're down a run. You're down 6-5. And I'm like, I'm like, somebody's got a hit for Brendan Lau. No, they right. let him him bat. He got out, of course. And then Ramirez and Paredes. And then Josh Lowe comes up, and that's when you put Margot in. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you had the opportunity to use Margot three batters ago. Yep. Yep. Agree. Because Josh Lowe what, had five RBI on Thursday. And had a home run. And another game, home run on Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And three ribbies. I mean, he had eight ribbies in the two games. And you're pinch hitting for him. And, and, which and, and I get the lefty righty. Sure. The matchup I get, right? But you had Brendan Lau, the lefty earlier, who's struggling. That's the guy you pinch hit for. Agreed. I agree. And Josh Lowe didn't make a big stink out of it or anything like that. But you could see when he was, he was putting the helmet away, he thought he was going to hit. And when he started putting the helmet back away, you could see the frustration. And, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, because he's having a big night. You know, and there's going to come a time if if Josh keeps swinging it this way, you just got to play the guy against anybody. It doesn't matter who's on the mound. You just got to have to keep him in the lineup because he's just, you know, he's got that that kind of power and and he's having a hell of a year. Um, but it just seems so weird to me. And this has not been the greatest of road trips. I mean, they, you know, they lost two out of three in Baltimore. Uh, they could have lost three out of four with against the Yankees, or they could have won three out of four. Could have won all four, um, really. Could have won all four, really. Yeah, you're right, because the three games were one-run games. So now you got a day off in, in the city, which they need, assuming they do the right things because it is New York. Um, and then they play the Mets, who are, who, who are struggling themselves, aren't a great baseball team. But this it's a long road trip. It's been a tough one. And they it, it could be worse for sure, but it also could be a hell of a lot better. I just look at the runs they keep putting up. I mean – it's incredible to me. Eight runs, six runs, nine runs, eight runs. You know, those are games, man, you, you know, that many runs, it, it should not be in doubt if you're the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, scoring runs was their their problem, not preventing them, not run prevention. It was mm-hmm. run accumulation. And now, no trouble accumulating them, just trouble keeping teams off the board. So, Well, I will tell you got, that uh, Texas is only six runs behind the Rays. With two, yeah, le- with two less that? games played. They were actually scoring more runs per game than the Rays, as hot as the Rays have been. That's incredible to me. Something yeah, the Rangers, I mean, 
They've got a run differential of 97 runs. Like, who would have thought they would have had that this year? WFA and talking about them. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're cheating too. So <laughs> probably not. No team in the state of Texas in Major League Baseball has been known to do anything. Yeah, well. they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not their not their style. Here's the other thing that's uh, scary if you're the Tampa Bay Rays. And we t- we hit on this the other day. We didn't know what the outcome would be, but Drew Rasmussen, really? <sighs> and here I didn't know this because I just don't look up enough about some of these pitchers that they get and then they become brilliant for the Rays. He'd already had two Tommy John surgeries mm-hmm. in his career. Yep. This would be a third if it if it ends up being that. But in any case, sixty day DL, man. Yeah, not I mean, at this point you don't expect him back the rest of the season. If he comes back Mm-mm. great. If he doesn't sure. need Tommy John again. Right. But I mean now you're down Jeffrey Springs. You're down yeah. Drew Rasmussen. Right. I mean Wednesday it's either going to be Taj Bradley or Cooper Criswell called up to start, most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I'd, I'd like to see both of them up here again. That'd be great, but not because Drew Rasmussen's out. I mean, right. You know, you need Tyler Glass now back sooner than later. Yeah, and he had a little scare, you know, earlier last week. I mean, they say it was no big deal, and he's going to make his third rehab start and hopefully be back up before June. Yeah. But yeah, I think his uh, he'll rehab on Tuesday. Right, and then he'll have at least one more after that before he could get called up. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know they they definitely have some holes in the pitching staff right now, and the injuries keep coming, and they're serious ones. You know, Springs now Rasmus, and and the weird thing is, Drew had thrown as good a game as I've ever seen him throw. He he threw seven innings, and I think he was just over or right around seventy pitches. Yeah, uh-huh. shutout innings. Had what two yeah, hits, no up. walks. Oh, is I mean the location and the. The the movement on his breaking balls and still was throwing, you know, mid nineties fastballs, and then you find out this could be serious, and it is serious. I mean, sixty day. There's some hope, I guess, that, that it's not, you know, the same exact Tommy John. It's not that ligament, but it's certainly in that area, and you know, it's never good. But I I've never heard of a guy that pitched that well. And through that hard, and then it's sort of like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, he's got this thing <laughs> we got to check out, and it's going to knock him out for sixty days. Like that's, and possibly longer. I couldn't imagine what's going through his mind too. Like having had two Tom jo- Tommy John surgeries, like he knows that feeling. He said this one was a little different, but that that's just, I mean, that's just cruel to have, have been through that twice and and think that you know there's there's a chance that you're going to go through it again. So the Rays, like I said, will have the day off, and then, then they play the Mets, and then finally they make their way back to the Trop. It seems like they've been gone forever already. It's only been, what, two series? Like, Well, it's the longest road trip games. of the year, so. Yeah. With 10 games, 11 days. It's the only off right. day this month, right. I believe. I think you're right. I think you're right. Certainly we're going to talk a lot of Rays this week um, and, you know, as they try to continue on with this road trip, and hopefully – you know, we do 500 or better. I mean, when you when you play this many days in a row, I know they got a day off today, but then there's, um, you know, it's a busy month. They've they've got to they've got to try to keep pace and with with a very worn out and and taxed bullpen at this point. So their uh, starters need to continue to go deep, and we'll see who they bring up uh, the rest of the way. I want to remind you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May 
Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems in the area for 13 years now. There's a lot of these companies out there that will knock on your door, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long? Well, they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. And with every installation, you also get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. They're going to customize your uh, needs right here to their solar energy. And plus, they don't use subcontractors. So all those people up there on the roof uh, banging in those solar panels, those are Billy Mays guys, and you know who's doing the job. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve those appliances. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. So I'm listening. This is one of those things where, okay, so, you know, it's Mother's Day. Right. And happy Mother's Day to all of those uh, lovely mothers out there, the wives and uh, and your own mom. My mom, by the way, I got to see 95 years old, going to be 96 in July. Incredible. Wow. Just incredible. Yeah. Still still very sharp. Hearing isn't so good. <laughs> got to work on that. Um, but hey, I, I, I mean, she's blessed. It's just fantastic. So, um, yeah, we had we had a good Mother's Day and I'm. I'm trying not to be that dude, you know, like you take your wife and, and your, your kids and you're having a nice kind of a brunch and the Rays have started and yeah, I got a phone that has the TV, that <laughs> has the Rays. So I'm sneaking away looking at it and everything. But by the time uh, we were leaving, we'd been in Hyde Park, so we're, we're back in the car and there's something about radio, right? Like, and I love Dwayne Stats and BA and those guys are terrific. And usually if the TV's on, I just play them, you know, of course. But there's something about that you're not seeing it, but you're hearing it described that creates a bigger tension, right? Because you can't, you can't see it. You don't know exactly where a ball is hit or what, what pitch it was or how it came off the bat. And so it's 8-7 it's, uh, in the bottom of the ninth. And Aaron Judge is up, and he had hit what the two home runs the night before to mm-hmm. to come back on the race, and you just know it's like okay, one if he gets on, he's the tying run, and the next guy could pop one that'd be the game. But also, it's Aaron, it's Aaron freaking Judge, and he's and he's back. He hit two the other night. He's back, like he's swinging a good bat. And then you hear, and it's loud. It's loud on the radio, so you know it's hit well, well struck, as Joe Madden would say, and. Andy Freed has sort of this resignation in his voice. Like it wasn't automatic, like, oh, God, that ball's gone. That's a way out of here. But it was kind of like, there it is. There's a drive, dude. And the whole time I'm thinking, holy crap, like they've blown another lead. Like they're going to do this again. Aaron Judge is the hero, and he's being Aaron Judge, and, and that's, that's why the Yankees are great. And it gets us like, you know, Jose Siri to the wall, to the track, to the wall, makes the catch. It's like the last thing I expected was that. I didn't I thought it is gone. Like in is just there's this moment of doubt, which I love about radio. It's like you it's theater of the mind and you can't see it. And those guys do such a great job of exp- explaining what's happening. And then how about the reaction? And there's like a series of photos. Um I think we used it in Tampa Bay Times, but if not, you can go to Mark Tompkins' Twitter and see it 
of, of the reaction from the mound. Oh, Jason Adam Adam thought it was gone. Oh my God. He hung his, he dropped his head. He looked, he just knew he, first of all, he he bad location, right? And, And judge did not miss that ball. If he did, he didn't miss it by, you know, a grain of wood maybe, but uh, he he thinks it's way gone. I mean, he even said after the game, because I thought that was thirty rows back, right? The saving grace and is Adam threw it seventy nine miles an hour. That's true. It wasn't a hard that's pitch. True. That <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he had to he had to use all his power to get it out that far, and he dar- darn near did. And um, somehow the yard held it. Which, by the way, Yankee Stadium didn't hold much this weekend. Now, no. I don't know where the wind was blowing, but if you hit it in that that right field tunnel, man, I mean. It sounded like a couple times there were some balls struck that sounded like they were hit with a newspaper and it got out of there in right center. So I don't know what was going on. You remember those newspapers, right? They roll them up and mm-hmm. throw them in the right name. Yeah. Anyway, back in the day. Um, so, yeah, but priceless reaction. And Adam's been good, and last year he was virtually perfect. He's not been as good. You know, that's the thing, like, there's no one down there in that bullpen you say, oh, that's then Pete Fairbanks was throwing very well for before he got knocked out. But like there's no one down there you go, oh, they they're this game's over. Like game over, right? When you bring somebody in these days. It just doesn't feel the same. No, I mean Fairbanks is the one guy you would say that. You would, yeah. And I mean, last year towards the end it was Adam. Yeah, I mean Adam last year was phenomenal. And he's still I mean Look at his stats this year; it's still good. Oh, he's he's like a one five nine yeah. ERA. Yeah, I know we're um, splitting hairs. I mean, you know, and, and Colin Poche, who we talk about a lot in this spot, he's got a one eight four ERA. I mean, they've got guys down; they get outs. It just doesn't. You just you don't feel as confident with those guys. You know what it is? I, I just don't think they have like other than Fairbanks. I don't, they don't, and I think Adam Adam throws pretty hard. I mean, he can throw hard, obviously, mm-hmm. but they, it just doesn't feel like they have that stable of of, of power arms that they used to have sometimes it's 98 it's you know occasional 100 like you know the jesus like when they're when they were playing well like the columns and guys like that yeah it doesn't feel um, like they have as much swing and miss stuff in the back there of the you bullpen. go that's what i was searching for they're yeah, not right blowing there. the ball by you that's correct that's correct they have to hit spots and when they mm-hmm. miss it feels like when they miss everything's getting getting out and getting deep you know like when when they miss locations teams are making them pay you know, and they get behind some hitters too, which does is not easy to pitch that way when you're down, mm-hmm. you know, two and zero to every batter. That's been the other part. So the walks are an issue. The pitching's not been what the Rays are used to, but man, they're still swinging the bats and they're still scoring runs, which is which is great for them. And they're still what thirty one and eleven, yep. which Tw- twenty games over. Ironically, is not well. It's not the record for the best start through 42 games i know in 2010 they started 31 and 11 really wow i didn't realize that must have gone at it a different way because i mean these guys you know yeah they, they start uh, 14 and 0 13 and 0, yeah something like yeah i mean you know 2010 because when they got to 40 games it was you know there were two games behind that record okay so I, I'm i'm pretty sure i've got that right or maybe it was yeah. thirty and eleven. I'd have to, it's close, but it's close to the 2010 start, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's still this division because it, it's really good, and most teams, if not all teams, are still over 500. I mean it's it's still 
very very there for the taking, especially if you want a wild card berth or whatever. And the Rays haven't put anybody away because it's only it's only middle of May. I mean, you know, you're not going to win a pennant then. Uh, they got to continue to find ways to improve their ball club and 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 keep hitting. And hopefully the injuries don't bother them too bad. But when you see Yandy Diaz going out now, that's a blow. You know. Yeah. Actually, let me correct myself. The 2010 season, they started 30 and 12 through 42 games. So, so one game difference, basically. Yeah. I, I'm not. Sure. Mm-hmm. I assume that's the best one in, in franchise history. So they're still setting the record at this point. But I would think that's really close, though. I mean, that's just a game. That's that's a Aaron Judge home run difference, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that was a good ball club. They just they like I said, they didn't jump out. You know, 12, 14 games in a row undefeated, and that that's what got the Rays. A lot of attention. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, shifting just a little bit here uh, before we get out. Uh, and I thought this was a feel-good story. We knew it was happening because if you recall last August, Todd Bowles had completed his um, degree in, at Mount St. Mary's University in Emmits, Emmitsburg, Maryland. And he was getting a degree in youth and community development. Um, and he did a lot of that online and whatnot. Well, he wanted to walk with his class. It was important for him because this is graduation week for a lot of places around the country. And it was important for him to walk with the class of 2023. And this, that's 30, 37, 38 years after he left Temple uh, because he wanted to play pro football, which he did, and, and played very, very well and had a good career. Um, but back in 2009, apparently he had, and his mom was ill, he had promised his mom um, that he would go back and, and, and get his diploma. And so he did. And he missed the second day of minicamp with the Bucks, uh, and he was up there at Mount St. Mary's and he even spoke to the graduating class, you know, and he told the story how, you know, it was something uh, that he'd wanted to do over the years. He promised his mom and he wanted to follow through. And he says now he won't, you know, it was important for him because he wanted to set the example for his sons. Um, you know, so it was a cool story. It was a, it was a, it was a feel good story. And, you know, he, uh, he told, he told the students, he goes, this is more nerve-wracking than any halftime locker room I've had to address people in before um, the graduating class was there. But it was, you know, good for him. I mean, it's one of those promises he made, um, and it's a promise kept. And some people were, I'm telling you, man, Bucks Twitter. Whew. Some people were like, yeah, well, why is he, you know, his team's practicing. He's not easy, Sparky. It's like these are walk-through install periods, right? No one's competing really hard out there because none of them, nobody knows what to do, you know. So it's it's just sort of him not being there. He'll get the tape. He'll evaluate it. It was one day. Everybody's going to survive this, I promise you. Um, but 
he had an he had the best excuse absence uh you could have you know because he was able to to finish that degree and fulfill a promise and he told the class he said you you never you're never too old you know to stop learning you, you stop learning you'll get old and he says so i say to you class of 2023 the future is yours take it grab it run with it be excited every now and then come back and thank your parents and uh and i know he thanks his but um pretty cool story actually about about that there's also and i don't know if this is uh if it's not up yet it will be probably i would think by the morning um i had an opportunity first of all i did a story on yaya dabi over the weekend um from louisville wearing number zero this year because he said that it was available so he took it you got to be gutty they're allowing zero to be worn by certain positions um kind of a late bloomer a very late bloomer a guy that uh had no offers out of high school in georgia and was a good player but but only about 200 pounds 210 pounds or so so he spent a year working at the atlanta hartsfield airport and busiest one of the busiest in the world obviously and was a guy that uh, did the wheelchairs you know help passengers uh that needed uh, wheelchair assistance and so he did that and um kind of went the junior college route and eventually made his way um, to the University of Louisville. He was at the Georgia Military College, which was another uh, totally different experience where he was, you know, you're in barracks and they wake you up and, you know, sing happy birthday to a building and stuff like that. It was weird. Um, but check that out in the Tempe Times and on Tempe.com. And then there'll be another story that should be popping in there if it's not up already um, when you uh, check it out. Uh, it's just the number of players, uh, because we're past the COVID season, but the number of players that the Bucks drafted, there's at least three of them that played five, and some of them six years of college football. And this is the result of the COVID year where everybody got an exemption if they wanted one. But some people still, some teams still played games that year. and played many, but they played some. Um, and so players took that exemption, and then maybe they were on top of that red-shirted somewhere, and maybe on top of that, they they went in the transfer portal. And so you had someone like, you know, a Josh Hayes, Gino Hayes' nephew, that was all over the place and, you know, started at North Dakota State where he won three national championships, went to Virginia for a year, played in one game, and they got hurt. Um, obviously, it had had a COVID year and winds up, transferring and playing a couple years at Kansas State winds up it's like six years of college football he's 24 years old and he's played 60 it was like I don't know 68 games almost 70 games of college football and there's a number of guys that have not done maybe that much but have played five years uh, pushing six you know all of that stuff and so what they're getting is a a more experienced player uh, a more mature player you know, someone who has been in a bunch of different systems, most likely, and just game experience. Like so many of these guys, I, I thought about Joe Tryon Shawinka, who played two seasons and then he opted out during the COVID year at the University of Washington. Well, he was their first round pick and he's not really produced the way they had hoped. And, you know, each of his first two years, he's had four sacks, even though last year he played a lot of football. So, I think now this is when this, you know, these classes of guys that 
maybe they played five or six or seven games during COVID, but they got the exemption, came back. Maybe they were redshirted, came back, and you're getting 24-year-old men. And what it does is it, it cuts down on the guesswork about what these guys are going to be. Like you've seen a lot. They've seen a lot in, in college football. They've played a lot of games. They're game sound and ready. And um, they, didn't, they didn't set out to do that. Like it wasn't a conscious effort on the Bucks' part. But this is just sort of how these guys found is sort of a sign of the times. But I thought it was interesting. So check that out on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Times. All right, so with no Rays game, they're off in New York. Um, we should probably do a mailbag. I've got some mailbag submissions already, but you can add yours, and we'll, uh, we'll share those tomorrow. And do that by sending your questions to us on Twitter, at NFL Stroud on Twitter, um, at SportsDayTB at SportsDayTB, or you can reach me by email if you prefer, at rstroud at tampabay.com, rstroud at tampabay.com. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I am Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.